Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Grace Podcast, uh, uh, part of Grace Life Coaching. I'm Timothy Muse, and I'm going to be your host and kind of the creator of Grace Life Coaching and the work that we do together. I'm super excited to be doing this first episode, this, this inaugural episode of what I hope to be a series of episodes where we're able to be together and I'm able to share with you thoughts and inspiration and vision and do some coaching and do some life work so that you can be the best you can be. Grace Life Coaching is about being the best you. And so this is super exciting. This has been years in the making. It has been years of thinking and ruminating. I come from a Christian background, so prayer and dialogue and discernment have been involved in all of the midst of this. So I bring this to you as an offering, as a joy, as a celebration, as we begin this journey together. Now where this journey ends, I don't know, but it starts here. It starts now. So thank you for being part of it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for participating in this. Uh, you can find all of our stuff, gracelifecoaching.com. Uh, and uh, from there, you can connect onto our Facebook and Instagram and YouTube page, which you probably found our YouTube page because this is where this is up. This is up on YouTube. So uh, you probably are able to locate that uh, and be able to bring this forward. But like I said, I, I'm super excited about it. And I'm a bit scared too. Uh, I'll be honest. I'm a bit scared. I'm a bit terrified about putting myself out there. And I really have to say that I think, you know, as we begin this process together, that's really the first thing that I'll bring up, first thing that I'll talk about. Uh, a couple of things, actually. First thing is is the willingness to be vulnerable. You know, I think as humans, we spend so much time hiding who we are and hiding what we feel and hiding our insecurities and our fears that we kind of ball them up inside and they become this this secret thing that becomes solidified inside of us, and then we can never really unravel them. So part of our journey throughout this time is going to be talking about unra unraveling those things, about unraveling those fears, about unraveling those thoughts and those concerns about being more vulnerable, about being more open, about being more um, willing to examine our thoughts and our feelings and our interactions and our roles in the world. You know, when we want to be the best us, when we want to bring the best of ourselves to the table, when we want to bring the best of ourselves to relationships, when we want to bring the best of ourselves to our health journey, to our spiritual journey, to our family journey, then we really have to be willing to dig in and look at and talk about where we are and who we are and what we bring to the process. So that's going to be part of this journey. That's going to be part of the journey that we'll unpack over many a uh, many a podcast. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm open to doing coaching clients. So if you want to do some one-on-one -on -one coaching uh, to really kind of dig into this, then, you know, let's, let's connect, let's figure it out. Uh, the joys of technology is it doesn't matter where you are around the world. Uh, as long as we can find a language to communicate in, then we can communicate and we can coach and we can do good work together. So I'm super excited about putting myself out there. Uh, like I said, I'm a little scared, and we're going to talk about that vulnerability. We're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about what it means to be authentic. That's just going to be, you know, a lot of the ongoing themes that we talk about. In order to be better, we got to work. We can't be better and do nothing. We got to work. We got to put in the energy. We got to put in the time. We got to put in the process. 
Now, you know, like I said earlier, um, this has been a process. This has been a something that has come about over years. I've been working with people for a long time. I've been working with people uh, in my profession. I am a pastor. Uh, and, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm open and upfront. I don't want anybody to be, uh, I want anybody to be surprised about where I come from. Uh, I'm not going to apologize for where I come from. I'm not even going to defend where I come from. Um, this is who I am. This is what I bring. And I'm, I wouldn't expect you to defend where you come from either. Uh, but over the years, I have really ruminated and thought and dug into my own self about who I want to be and what I want to do and what I want to bring to the world and the work and the content that I want to provide. And coaching has really, really drawn me in. You know, I'm not a therapist. I have a great deal of respect for therapists. I have a great deal of respect for those who who do the art and the work of talk therapy and music therapy and art therapy. I wouldn't speak down on them at all. And sometimes therapy is what we need. I mean, we all need someone to talk to. I'm not a therapist. I don't have that uh, that gift, and, and I don't have that education. And again, I'm going to own it. That's okay. So I'm not into the idea for myself of digging into the past or looking at, at past systems. That's not what a coach does. A coach does something very different. A coach comes alongside someone and, and walks with them uh, to a better tomorrow, to a better self. Take what they have now and make it better. Uh, to take what they have now and make it better. That's what a coach does. And if we think about coaches throughout the world, if we think about some of the best players, some of the best athletes, they have coaches. They have nutrition coaches, exercise coaches, uh, quarterbacks have quarterback coaches, you know, tennis stars have serving coaches and backhand coaches and coaches, coaches, coaches. So it's not that you aren't doing it well unless you have a coach. Uh, and it's not that, that you have a deficiency to need a coach. A coach is just someone who comes alongside and, and, and makes the journey better, makes you better, shows a path, brings about ideas. So that's what a coach does. And I've been trying to do this for years. I've been doing this for years with people, uh, kind of part of my vocation, part of my call. But I really want to step it up to the next level. I really want to step it up to the next level, not only in, in reaching and, and, and bringing this ability to a larger audience, but also to be able to use the technology that's at hand to use what we have been given and what we have available to us, particularly when it comes to internet and podcasting, to be able to bring this information out, to be able to bring this stuff out to other people so that more and more people can benefit from what I have to offer. I hope so anyway. I pray and, and, I, and I, I study and I think because I believe that we should all have the opportunity for a better life. And when I say a better life, I, when I say a better life, I'm not referring to a better life as in richer or as in longer vacations or more exotic places. Now, that may happen. That may happen. But I'm talking more along the lines of being balanced, being peaceful, uh, being in tune with yourself, vibrating above 50% or above neutral on a daily basis having a positive outlook in the world, having a positive expectation, having a good sense of yourself, having a strong love of yourself. When I talk about a better you, I don't necessarily mean that you're going to have a six-pack abs and, and, and broad shoulders and a big bank account. I'm not going to go down. I'm not going to make those kind of promises. 
Because those promises depend a great deal on the amount of work that you're willing to put into it. But when I talk about a better you, I mean offering the opportunity to be more balanced, to be more at peace, to be more at rest, to have satisfaction and fulfillment in life. And we're going to dig into that. I'm going to talk about satisfaction and fulfillment uh, when we get a little, little deeper into some of these series here. I'm going to talk about a lot of things. So I hope that over time you're willing to kind of stay with me and engage and follow along. Because really, I think in a lot of ways, we're not trained this stuff. We're not taught this stuff. So we don't have any place to learn it. Uh, and we need to. We need to learn what satisfaction and fulfillment means. But this journey for me has been a, a long one. It's been a couple of years that I have coached, that I have thought about coaching, that I took my training. I got my training, my certification through the AACC, the American Association of Christian Counselors. Uh, and I've done some continued study through some other organizations and agencies. But it has been a couple of years, and I've thought about it for a couple of years, and I've really let it kind of reside in my soul and reside in my spirit till it, I think, became a part of me in a cellular level. But it can remain at a cellular level, even that deep. But if you don't do anything with it, well, then you're never going to do anything with it. How many times do we want to say, you know, I'm going to write that great novel, or I'm going to plant that tree, or I'm going to build that birdhouse, or I'm going to... I'm going to do whatever, and we never do it. We always find a reason not to do it. It's either too cold, too warm, I don't have enough time. You know, or maybe it's changing a behavior. Maybe it's changing a pattern. You know, I'm going to quit smoking when it's easier, or I'm going to quit. I'm going to go on a diet after Easter, after Christmas, after all the food is. Um, we can talk about things in our head all we want, but it is not until we take the step. It is not until we do. It is not until we get out there and try. We may fail, of course, but we're always going to fail when we do nothing. When we do nothing, we're always going to fail. When we don't submit that poetry for possible publication, then it's just going to reside inside of our notebooks or our head. And we can say that, you know, I never got published or I never, uh, you know, I never really found the right way or the right avenue when really in a lot of ways we just never really took the courage took the step took the possibility to put ourselves out there so this is you know this is really me putting myself out there um now i've done it with a lot of work and a lot of background and a lot of thought of course but uh, this is me stepping out there so this is a really exciting time uh it's a really exciting time for for me as a coach for us as as grace life coaching uh, and and the work that we hope to do together. So there's going to be a lot more stuff coming along. There's going to be a lot more stuff coming along. Uh, but today it's really about overcoming the fear of putting oneself out there. The fear of putting oneself out there in whatever it is, whether it is building birdhouses or writing poetry or uh, publishing a short story or learning to dance or starting a workout routine. You know, there are very few things that we do, and, and I'm going to be honest, there are very few things that we do that are life-threatening, okay? If you, are, if you have an interest in brain surgery and you decide, you know what, I'm just going to go do brain surgery and have no background in brain surgery, no training in brain surgery, that is vastly different 
okay? If you're going to put yourself out there to be a brain surgeon, first you need to have all of the study and all of the background and all of the experience of being a brain surgeon. But most of what we do on our agenda, most of what's on our agenda, most of, most of what we want to do in our lives that, are, that we're not doing, writing a book or writing poetry or planting a garden or starting an exercise routine, they're going to change us, of course, and they may change people around us, but they're not life-dependent. They're not life-dependent. So we can't use the excuse that someone's life is going to be lost if I write this book or I write this poetry or I plant this garden. So let's really dig down a little bit. Let's spend a few minutes just kind of digging down on what is it that keeps us from stepping out there? What is it that keeps us from stepping out there to take the chance to go from just what's in our head to actually doing what's in our head to actually doing well let's talk about what the primary resistance is and that is the fear of failure honestly it's the fear of failure we don't do because we're afraid we're going to fail and you might most likely you will i'm sure many of you have heard the story of thomas edison when he first when he invented the first light bulb Uh, It took him almost 2,000 tries to invent the incandescent light bulb. And one of his critics said, you know, you failed almost 2,000 times. And Thomas Edison said, no, I didn't fail. I just learned 2,000 ways not to make the incandescent light bulb. Now, whether that story is true or it is an anecdote that is run down through myth and history and time, it is a really good point. And the fact of the matter is failure is not that extensive failure is only what we allow it to be failure is only what we allow it to be so if we're afraid of failing then we're never going to do anything the fear of failure is what holds us back once we acknowledge the fact that you know what we probably will fail i mean let's be honest we probably will fail You talk to any entrepreneur, you talk to anybody who's gone out there, you talk to anybody who has um, who has has achieved something and they're going to tell you that they have failed multiple times, multiple times. You know, here it is the beginning of April and baseball season is starting up. And um, even though we had a little bit of a a work stoppage here for for a a couple of weeks, you know, of getting some home openers and I'm a baseball fan. I, I like baseball. But the fascinating thing is some of the Hall of Famers in baseball, you know, they had a lifetime batting average of like 300, okay? So for those of you who don't know baseball or, or what have you, um, the average is the number of hits versus the number of at-bats. So if you have 1,000 at-bats and you average 300 hits, then your average is 300. And, and, and someone that has a 300 batting average is going to be considered a star and is going to be looked upon as a very good baseball player. They fail 70% of the time. I mean, if their average is 300, that means that for every 
for every one that they hit, they miss two. So a good baseball player is going to average 300, uh, which is failing 70% of the time, achieving 30% of the time. So, and and again, I mean, and sure, we would like a, a, a baseball player to hit 1,000, but that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. Failure needs to be part of the equation. So what is it that holds us back? It's the fear of failure. It's the fear of getting a, a failing. Okay. So how do we mitigate the fear of failure? Well, the first way that we mitigate the fear of failure is acknowledging the fact that we're going to fail. We're going to fail often. Failure is a part of the growing process. Failure is a part of the life process. We have to acknowledge that we're going to fail. That it's okay to fail. That it's okay to fail multiple times. That it's okay to fail over and over and over again because sooner or later, if we try hard enough, we're going to succeed. Or we're going to come to realize that what we keep trying to do and failing at is just not where our gifts are. So it's the fear of failure that holds us back. Now, if we don't want to fail, then we study and we learn and we acknowledge and we investigate. And then that teaches us it gives us the background to succeed the best as possible, but we can learn and learn and learn and learn and learn until we're, until we're full of knowledge. But if we don't apply that knowledge in any way, then it just lays dormant. In order for us to move, in order for us to have any kind of advancement, we have to overcome the fear of failure. Which then brings the question of where does that fear of failure come from? Are you surrounded by people who are afraid to fail? Are you surrounded by people who, who raise up your failures and throw them back in your face? Are you surrounded by someone who's going to remind you of that failure that you had when you were in second grade or that happened last year? Are your failures always thrown back at you by those around you? If they are, then you need to really question those around you and their voice, the power of their voice, as you move forward. We become afraid of things because we're taught about it. Our fear is taught to us. We're not born with it. We're taught to it. We're taught it by those who either revel in our failure or are afraid to fail themselves. So, Overcoming the fear of failure starts to question, one, are you surrounded by people who revel in your failure, who want to see you fail, who throw your failure up over and over and over again? Because if you are, and you don't change the voices around you, then you are going to constantly just be dwelling in that fear of failure. And the other voice that is important is your own voice. What does your own voice have to say about failure? What does your own voice say? Have you failed before? Does your own voice keep saying, do you see you failed at this, you're going to fail at everything? Does a failure, the thought of a failure, cause you to spiral? Cause you to, to, to catastrophize it into a point where everything's going to be a failure? What does your voice have to say about failure? If you want to overcome failure, you have to rewrite your voice. Once we acknowledge that failure is an option, failure is a part of the process, 
then we begin to realize that failure is not a terrible thing. Failure is something that we can incorporate into our steps. Failure is something that we can acknowledge and maybe even dance with. Sit down and have dinner with your fear of failure. And find out just exactly what's at the root of it. What are you truly afraid of? Now, look, you know, when we get out there, when we put ourselves out there, there are going to be people who are going to ridicule or criticize or make fun of or question. Of course, they're always going to be there. That's just a part of putting yourself out there uh, and overcoming those voices as well and putting those voices in their place. Saying, you know what, I'm not as concerned about that. Once we can become confident in what we want to do and what we want to bring forward, then that fear of failure kind of goes away. It takes a back seat. Fear drives us. Fear can be good. But we don't want to let it overwhelm us. And, I mean, I'll be honest. You know, there was a long time where I let that fear overwhelm me. Fear of what people were going to say about what I had to say. Fear about what I was putting out there. I'm sure there will be a bit of fear uh, once I'm done with this podcast and I get it all ready to go and I hit that submit button, I hit that upload button to put it out there into the universe. But that fear is not enough to stop me. If you want to move, then addressing your fear of failure is one of the most important things you have to do because you're not going to move if you're paralyzed by fear and if you're not and and if you're afraid of failure then you're not going to move because movement usually means failure redirection pivoting but once we can incorporate failure into the process then we can begin to see that failure actually can be beneficial we're going to save that for another time. We're going to save that for another time. Uh, The idea of failure being beneficial. But for now, it's enough. It's enough to face down that fear of failure. If you're looking to move, if you're looking to do something, then facing down that fear of failure is one of the biggest steps you can do. Because then it's going to open you up to the possibility of doing whatever it is that you dream about, that your heart longs for, that you desire to do, but you're afraid to do because you don't want to put yourself out there. It's okay. It's okay to be afraid. It really is. But it's not okay to let that fear cripple you, paralyze you. You're in charge. And it's it's important to overcome that by facing that fear, facing that failure. You know, you can always look up others. Listen to voices of failure and success. I doubt that you're going to find any voice out there who's changed the world, who's going to say, oh yeah, I I never failed. Of course they failed. And the more they failed, the more they're willing to talk about it. So if you want to move, if you want to put yourself out there, overcoming the fear of failure is a huge thing. Changing the narrative, changing the voice in your head, and making sure that you surround yourself with voices that are going to encourage you, that are going to lift you up, and not just revel in your failure, not just revel in 
in the possibility of your failure or remind you of your past failures. That's not helpful. And that's not where you're going to grow. That's what I got for you today, my friends. Like I said, I'm super excited. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being part of this. I really look forward to the work that we're going to be able to do together. Until then, be well and have a wonderful day.